and welcome to Believe in Your Shelf, the official podcast of Muskegon Area District Library. My name is Jen. I'm a youth services librarian, and I'm interested in discovering all that Muskegon has to offer. Things like library resources, recommendations, and so much more. So let's dive in. Hello, and welcome back to Believe in Your Shelf. Today, I am talking about a very exciting project that Muskegon Area District Library is taking on. It is the NEA Big Read, and I brought some guests with me today. We have Deb. Would you like to introduce yourself? Thanks. Yeah, glad to be here. Uh, my name is Deb Van Dynan. I am an associate professor of English education at Hope College in Holland, Michigan, and I have the distinct honor and privilege of being the director of the NEA Big Read and Little Read Lakeshore programs. Very cool. Welcome. And we also have Sarah. Tell us about yourself, Sarah. Sarah Rinsmith-Hieminga, and I am with Muskegon Area District Library. I get to Play in the program sandbox with Jen and many other librarians at Maddell. Um, and I started here just about a year ago as the program manager. Well, I am so happy that both of you were able to come and meet with me today. Thank you. So let's let's jump in. NEA Big Read. What what is it? It's a great question. Sometimes I ask that of myself because every <laughs> year it gets bigger and bigger. Uh, I got the idea originally because a friend of mine who was a who is a uh, professional local artist told me about a great project he was working on in Wisconsin, and he had been hired by a library in Wisconsin to come to Wisconsin and work with area schools in conjunction with the library to do something called a big read program. And so they read a book and then he and the area students created art in response to the book. He was really excited about it and was telling me about it and then sort of made this offhand comment like, It'd be great if we could do something like that here. And so I took the ball from there and Googled, literally Googled NEA Big Read and found out that it was a grant, that a national grant that you could apply for. And so I applied through Hope College. This was nine years ago. And typically in, in the academic world, when you apply for a grant, you often don't get it. Probably library world as well. You don't get mm. it the first time. So didn't really expect to receive it the first year, but found out that we did receive it. We had chosen the book To Kill a Mockingbird. And wow. that was our first year. And ever since then, we just keep applying for it every year. And our program has gotten bigger, as I said, every year and new facets and new partnerships and new scope and reach. And it has been a wild, exciting ride. And I am thrilled to have Muskegon be part of it. Well, awesome. And Sarah, you really kind of latched on to this idea. And how did you decide that it was a good idea to bring it into Mattel as well? You know, we initially were just talking about doing a community read, a big read in Muskegon and, um, you know, being new to the library world and um, not new to the community, but certainly new in terms of how to organize a, a big read. I was like, there's got to be, you know, other partners out mm -hmm. there who have done this work before. So, yeah, I don't know necessarily that I Googled NEA Big Read, <laughs> but I found NEA Big Read. Um, and, of course, Deb and I go back a few years. So, um, you know, I think we just thought rather than reinventing the wheel and starting from scratch, um, let's kind of ride the coattails of somebody um, and an organization that's been doing this for almost a decade, learn from them um, and, and bring it to Muskegon, because certainly there's... There's a lot of hunger, I think, around literacy in general in Muskegon. 
obviously some of the statistics and data points for our county um, it, when you compare it to counties around us are pretty um, striking um, just in terms of literacy rates and stuff. So there's a lot of great initiatives within Muskegon County around literacy. And so it was not hard to find partners who were um, pretty eager to get to get on board with a community read. And it's not like Muskegon County has never done a community read before. Mm-hmm. But this is the first time that Maddell has been kind of almost leading or, you know, at the at the forefront mm-hmm. with um, and certainly with the NEA partnership or Big Read partnership. Yeah. Right. Why, Deb, would you say it was important that you develop this big read? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great question building off of what Sarah has said. Um, I'm a former high school English teacher before I became a professor, and I loved talking about literature with my students. But there's something that, and this is why I just feel so passionate about a big read program like ours, is that bringing um, literature conversations reading, fostering a culture of reading beyond just a classroom. And it's these crossing boundaries or crossing barriers that gets me so excited so that it's businesses and local nonprofits and institutions and um, schools that come together and uh, we come together as readers. And so it's not just in classroom walls that this gets discussed, but this is what people do because they want to do it. And you read because it helps you become more fully human. And so I love it when there's a senior citizen sitting beside a teenager, um, people who might not otherwise ever have any reason to do anything together or have a shared experience. Um, a big read program can bring people together across demographics in beautiful ways around a shared book. It's very just reading the same book and then the programming that goes around it um, helps to bring these people together in the same spaces and to listen to and learn from each other as we share our own reactions to the book, but also to its topics and themes and to these larger questions that we um, try to get our community members to think about and dream about and respond to through the through the um, reading of the book. Very cool. And the selection process for the book, um, tell us a little bit about that. Do you just get to pick whatever you want or is there a pre-described list? Or? Yeah, that's a great question, a question that a lot of people have. Because we apply for a National Endowment for the Arts Big Read grant, we um, need to choose a book from their list. So they have a national committee and they choose a list. Sometimes that list has been 30 titles. Sometimes it's been nine titles. And so uh, we choose a book from that list. And then after choosing that book, we then choose our Little Read book. So we choose a, a, a book that's for younger readers that fits with the topics and themes of our Big Read book. And as we think about which book to choose, we think about oh, so many variables. Um, we want we try to get diverse genres and topics, perspectives, voices. Uh, and so as after you've been doing it for nine years, it becomes that much more of a complicated equation and beautiful equation. But our books over the years have taken us to as far away places as Vietnam and Haiti and um to um, California in the United States and, and so on. And so I love the travels that these books allow us to go on. Well, this year we're uh, traveling to Greece. The theme, the hero's journey is kind of the overarching idea of the NEA Big Read and Little Read. Did you choose that after you chose the book or was that kind of the theme in mind 
going into the selection process. The hero's journey has been something I've always loved teaching as a high school teacher and then thinking about uh, even as you just watch movies or TV shows, because it's once you are aware of it, it just pops up everywhere. It's just a lot of great stories follow the hero's journey. And so that's something something I've always sort of toyed with in the back of my mind and then trying to think about ways to connect Circe and Greek mythology and then stories from other perspectives and time periods and contexts and an you know overarching theme really then has been this hero's journey and how do how do different authors or writers or people interpret that journey what does that journey look like in different times and spaces and so that's where we've just run with that and uh, I think some of the fun of planning this is sort of choosing this big sort of picture hero's journey and then not even quite knowing where it's all going to take us and so even with some of our Madel events uh, I've loved seeing just the creativity and inspiration and um, innovative approaches to thinking about the hero's journey. Uh, in the events and book discussions. So we choose, we chose Circe and we love this, um, the question of sort of untold stories and perspectives. After reading mm-hmm. Circe, I'm never going to read the Odyssey the same mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. And it just makes me think about new things and makes me wonder, why didn't I think about a female's perspective before? <laughs> uh, and so I, I love thinking about that. And Matt De La Pena, as an author, has often written from perspectives that perhaps are overlooked or underappreciated or not understood very well. And so he as an author immediately came to mind. And then as we think about sort of Last Stop on Market Street, I love just the position of the main character, CJ, and how he's in his own community. Mm -hmm. And he's a reluctant hero at first. He's annoyed with his grandma. You know, he doesn't know where he's going. And so I love how his sort of his trip on the bus really can be this hero's journey story in everyday spaces Mm -hmm. and in small ways. We don't need to fight huge battles. We can think about what it means to be a hero, an everyday hero in our own community and to love our own communities. And that to me is heroic Mm -hmm. and beautiful. Absolutely. Very cool. Well, very exciting that we are actually having both authors come to the area. Sarah, how did you wrangle Mr. De La Pena to come to the Frondal? I wish I could take credit for that, but actually that, again, was riding the coattails of the big reads. So Deb has been the main, you know, primary contact with Matt De La Pena's agent and has coordinated all of those details. Um, but it is exciting. Um, you know, we could have done something just within our library walls mm-hmm. as an author event. Um but we saw, you know, he's a, a Newberry and Caldecott award-winning um, author. And so, you know, approached the the foundation, the Community Foundation for Muskegon County and, and said, hey, is there, is there a partnership here that we could explore? And so they are a funding partner um, for us to bring um, Matt De La Pena here and also offered the, the space at the Frauenthal, which is pretty unique mm-hmm. and incredible. So um, incredible. And really allows us to um, fill, it allows us to have a different kind of event than if it was just in the library. Um, and so what I'm really excited about, and this is new news, Jen, you Ooh. might not even know this, um, the foundation is going to align this event with their annual gathering of um, kind of, you know, donors in the community and, you know, nonprofit leaders in the community. Um, So they um, do an impact award every year um, and selecting a local hero um, who has done kind of, and and not like the usual suspects, Mm -hmm. but somebody who's a little bit, you know, maybe behind the scenes. Um, 
and we'll be using that space to award the impact award and we'll have lots of good food in the lobby of the Frauenthal all before um of course the keynote will be Matthew yeah. Lepinian his his keynote so it, it is really exciting the other thing that I think that I really appreciate having not been on the planning committee and mm-hmm. selecting the books is you know how much his message particularly relates to the Muskegon County reality mm-hmm. you know his whole journey and story is really of you know he what does he say reluctant reader mm-hmm. to to published author or something you know he was he didn't love literature he didn't love reading he didn't love school he kind of was born on the streets of LA and kind of rough neighborhoods and um and that voice I think really resonates with so many of our disengaged teens in Muskegon sure. County um, or will um as we start having some of these conversations and certainly will inspire teachers and other educators find hope in sometimes a reality that is pretty tough even just hearing Sarah describe this I mean that is at the heart of this program uh it's about reading the book I always say that and that's the most obvious thing and then I say it's not really about reading the book because it's what the book inspires us to do and be in our own communities Mm. and so then it becomes not about the book and the author but it becomes about what we are inspired to do and act and be in response to having this collective experience together so I love Sarah hearing about the different community partners and different vision and impacting the community and the community members in all these exciting ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we haven't talked about the ISD, the Muskegon Area Intermediate School District either as a key partner in this. So they are, you know, all of their literacy coaches and there's now literacy coaches in all 12 of the districts. I might be wrong about that number, but <laughs> all of the districts yeah. have um, literacy coaches um, and they're all going to be using Last Stop on Market Street um, as part of their literacy coaching. Some of the schools are even embedding the book into their curriculum um, in October, which mm-hmm. is super cool. That's incredible. Um, and then uh, Matt De La Pena is going to be coming to the schools too, and, mm-hmm. and some schools will be busing them in um, to either Orchard View or to Reese Puffer. That is yet to be determined, but that will be a very student-directed kind of, um, you know, talk. He's going to be a busy guy. He's going to be doing a student talk at Hope, an adult talk at Hope, Mm -hmm. and then a student talk in Muskegon, and then his presentation at the the Civic Theater, the Fraunthal. So that'll that'll be an exciting week for him. Yeah. Very cool. So it sounds like so much work and so much has come to this. What um, would you say is the biggest obstacle and how did you learn from it? Hmm, That's a great question. Uh, Part of an obstacle, it maybe can be um, making sure that our program is accessible to everyone in our community. That's a big blanket, everyone, right? Mm -hmm. But I would say that there's sort of our usual suspects uh, that come to a lot of the events who I would maybe expect to come Mm -hmm. to events. People I know at Hope who have... Um, who are part of our um, senior professional program at Hope. And sometimes they are my most faithful and frequent attendees (laughs) at our Big Read events. But I also want Big Read not to just be for college-educated, retired Mm -hmm. folk. I I want our Big Read programs along the lakeshore to be accessible, to be known, to be owned by 
lots of different demographics. And not everyone associates good feelings with reading or with school reading or with memories of reading uh, books in school. And so some of my subversive goals always, how do we just invite low stakes, invite people into this culture of reading and of learning from books in a way that is fun and engaging. Uh, and so and obstacles have been, how do I make sure everyone in our community uh, is able to have access to our books and um, that our events are offered in places and spaces and times that work with um, all members of our community. And so we're offering the book. In the past, we've done a lot with Spanish programming. Mm -hmm. um, we also think about, hey, some people don't feel comfortable coming to an event on a college campus, uh, but maybe would come more to a library or to an art gallery or to a play group. And so we're always trying to think about ways um, to get people into spaces that they are familiar with and um, feel more comfortable with. And so um, those are obstacles that I have um, explored and I, I continue to think about how do we make sure that we're reaching um, all the members of our community. And Sarah, as this being the first year that Mattel is participating, what are some of the obstacles that you've encountered or Mattel as a whole has encountered as being its first year? Mm -hmm. You know, anytime you start something brand new, there is, a, especially if you're a new person, yeah. <laughs> there is a challenge in just the credibility of it. Nobody knows the word Big Read Lakeshore. Mm -hmm. um, nobody knows Deb Van Dynan, even though she's amazing in, in the um, Holland community and broader than that. It's that the kind of the power of the NEA um, Big Read, I feel like it's not about a personality. It really is about um, something as simple as reading a book and mm -hmm. um, with a community and, and having dialogue around it. So it hasn't been particularly hard to pitch or sell. Um, but I would say anytime you've got something new, it's just like the train needs to start rolling. And mm -hmm. once, once it starts rolling, then everybody wants to get on. So <laughs> we're not quite to the everybody yet, but the train is definitely rolling. And I can imagine this is not a one-off. Deb for Mattel. <laughs> this will be, um, you know, I think a really cool partnership going forward. I just think there's a ton of power in collaboration. So for Muskegon to do this on its own doesn't really make sense. Like, let's just do it along the lakeshore, right? Mm -hmm. It's right in your name. So, so yeah, I'm pretty pumped about what the future is going to look like. Speaking of future, what, what do we have to look forward to for the future? Do, are you still very much into this year's or are you always like next year five years from now is it a is it a, a big brain kind of operation i'm always thinking about future years and next year's <laughs> book and next year's big ideas um so yes yeah, so, but very much we're still in the present right now figuring out our program events and, and gearing up and some of them have already started uh, but then always paying attention to hey how are people responding here and what can we improve on and who can we draw in next time and so yes yeah, so a foot around ready in next year's <laughs> program and going forward. So a really important, I think, um, important question to ask is why should people participate? I think it's a pretty basic question, but also kind of the whole central idea to the entire program. People have to participate and why should they? Mm, yeah, I have so many reasons for that. <laughs> I limit myself, but okay. So one of them is there's something really cool about being part of a larger movement. And in society today, and what we're dealing with nationally and in our communities and counties, I think we're so divided. And so I love this idea of coming together around a book. 
something as simple like as Sarah just described it. And to be part of this larger movement that we as a community are exploring and having fun with together. Uh, I love that. I love this idea of coming together because there's not many initiatives or experiences like that where we truly do come together mm -hmm. across political divides, across educational differences, um, across workplace differences. And uh, there's something magical about that. And I get to hear anecdotally, people stop me in the grocery store or when I'm you know, out on my run to let me know what they thought of a book or how a program affected them or how they're still chewing on something that they heard three years ago related to one of our big read events. Mm -hmm. And so why should people get involved? It's magical. That sounds so <laughs> cheesy, but uh, there's something beautiful. And I'm such a believer in stories can make us more empathetic to others, to our larger understanding, our larger world, ourselves better. And so reading allows us to be more fully human. And I just want to invite people to experience that along with all the other Lakeshore readers who are participating in it, as well as it's given me a deeper appreciation of my community and my Lakeshore mm -hmm. community. I just even think of my deepened appreciation, respect for my new friends at Maddle and um, the ISD in, in Muskegon and the new community partners. And it makes me a more, I'm, I'm living more fully into this Lakeshore community. And that's a gift, it's a gift to me. You know, just to highlight, and Jen, you could even speak to this, like some of the kids programs that are coming up that are connected to the Big Read. We've got a family fun night that's just all about superheroes and just, again, taking it all the way through from zero to 100. Everyone can participate. Anyone can join. For adults, we have a Greek cuisine and cooking. We have a very popular, already sold out, weightless full, um, cruising with Madel on the Aqua Star. We are so lucky to actually have a Hope College Classics. Oh, he's a dean now. Stephen Mayulo is coming to a couple of branches and speaking on Greek life and culture and how it relates to Circe. So we are very excited for that. Can I mention one other one? Absolutely. That I so we have a partnership with Matt's Bus and Transit Center, and uh, they are going to some of our more rural branches and going to be doing uh, mini kind of bus tours through the neighborhoods or cities. And hopefully we'll have some, again, local heroes waving to the kids on the bus <laughs> as they are reading um, Last Stop on Market Street. And, um, you know, in many of the communities, we don't have a, a very expansive transit system. Mm -hmm. And so many of these communities, kids have never been on a bus before. So to give them that experience, I think will be pretty um, connected to the book and pretty fun for them. Yes, and um, if you're interested in any of these programs, you can check out our website for more details. It's mantle.org slash bigread, pretty easy. And where can we find you, Deb? And uh, bigreadlecture.com is where is our landing place where we encourage everyone to go. We'll have all of our events, including the Maddle events listed on there, and as well as links to our blog and our podcast and um, any other information that you might need, bigreadlecture.com. Thank you so much for joining me today. I both of you, I really appreciate you coming and taking the time to talk about this. It's a very cool event, epic. I don't know what we call it. Um, any 
Big Reed, Little Reed Lakeshore. It's going to be cool. So thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others and post about it on social media. To catch all the latest from us, you can follow Madel on Instagram at MuskegonADL and on Facebook at Muskegon Area District Library. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on Believe in Your Shelf.